Welcome to Yellow Mensa, exploring cross-centered contextual justice in the South African context. Yellow Mensa is a ministry of Isimobano, Center for Biblical Justice. I am your host, David Kluter, and with me is drumroll, my man, John Skippers. Yo, what a, what a <laughs> welcome, what a welcome. I always uh, try I to, I always try to, try to do yeah, something to, yeah, to your yeah. name just to make you feel, you know, just yeah. make me feel good. Yeah, oh, that's, so nice. that's yeah. so nice. That's so nice. I'm, I'm warm and, and, and loving, you know. We are so grateful to have you guys with us today again for another exciting episode of Yellow Mensa. Uh, today we want to talk about what might seem a little bit strange. It's the topic of lament. Brenda Salter McNeil, in the, in the foreword of Shunchan Ra's book Prophetic Lament, uh, writes that the church has lost its ability to lament. Mm. Our theology and spiritual formation, she wrote, wasn't given, hasn't given us the permission, language, or tools to adequately sit with the despair and the sadness of recent racial injustices, senseless acts of gun violence, uh, the social unrest taking place in the world all around us. Emmanuel Katangole writes that uh, reconciliation without lament cheapens hope. Mm, cheapens hope. That. We cannot be a people who pursue justice without a spirituality of lament. We can never experience reconciliation without first learning how to lament. Sure, that's deep. That's, that's profound. Mm. That is profound. You know what's strange? Um, we, we, we think of it in, the, in our background, in the, back, in the back of our heads. We think that, you know, when we think of injustice, mm. it saddens us. Right. But actually making ourselves think about the sadness mm. and how to first respond to the sadness right. is often something that we, we, we overlook. Sure. Perhaps it is good to start with definitions. Right. Mm. So, so what exactly, John, for you is... Is lament? What are we talking about when we right. when we talk about lament? It's hard because in some ways I think we we have such a cerebral faith. We have a faith that is so much about the brain, about definition. So almost trying to define lament almost feels like we're trying to go against the very process of lament. Yeah. But um, mm. I think lament is a cry. It's 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 it's, it's something guttural, something visceral about it. It's a crying out mm. against injustice, or perhaps. A crying out as a perpetrator of injustice, just faced with the pain, uh, faced with your own sinfulness, mm-hmm. faced with the injustice done to you or by, by you, you. Mm-hmm. and you just, you you just there's there's this emotion, there's this well of, I don't have a word, and it's a very technical term of stuff. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this well of stuff, and sometimes we we want to move to solutions, we want to move to sermons, and but we're still sitting. Yeah. And we don't have a place for these emotions. Yeah. You know, as evangelicals, we like our, our brains. Yeah. But our emotions, we don't have a place for them. Yeah. And I think lament is just this, this mm. cry yeah. of injustice, this cry of pain, this cry of repentance. There's something deeply, deeply wrong. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it is that. It's a, it's, and it's, it's, it's really a place of, it's coming from a place of of understanding um, that something is deeply wrong, right? And then sitting in 
yes, in, in, I like in, that. in having to, 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 to feel what is this and, and why is this the mm, case? Mm. Um, and not necessarily moving and asking the question of how do I fix this? Right. And I think also as, as men here, oh, yeah. here's something that we can learn mm. about listening, about grief and about sure. lament and that it, is, it doesn't always have to be, you know, what is yeah, the answer? What is the, yeah. what is, what, how do we, how do we, how do we just fix this thing? Right. Um, but lament for me is really understanding that something is deeply wrong. Right. Um, and sitting in that, sitting, that, that yeah, space like of, that. Of, of, of recognizing mm. that, man, how, how, why? Or just acknowledging it before trying to fix it. Sure. And just when you're speaking, David, I was just, I was just wondering, and I think certainly in the evangelical church, our theology has been so shaped by men. And I like that you pulled that in and the, the way men do things Thanks. and the way we kind yeah. of seem to be wired in many ways. And I was just wondering, is this one of these ways where we've lost the contribution that women bring to the life of the church, yeah. where we've downplayed the, a theology mm. coming from, from you know, just who, who women are, who God has made them. And I don't want to make it a man-woman okay. thing, but yeah. I just was just wondering, like, yeah. just the that, body speaking to that kind what, of just that acknowledging everyone, that pain, yeah. Yeah. that sitting in the pain, that not trying to fix it, not trying to sermonize it, just trying to say, it's broken. It's wrong. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that, that's what lament is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you pr somebody who's, who's thinking, ah, but I, I, want, I want a handle on this. I want a handle on <laughs> yeah. it. But that's exactly the point. Yeah. That's exactly. Give me a definition that I, can, that I can work with it so I can work it out. It's yeah. like, but that's the point we're trying right, to make. Right, right. It's, it's, it, it is, it is, it is, and, it's, and, it's, and I want to speak this to you. Like, is it, like, is, is it just emotive? Is it just, right. is, is it, or is it just anger? Is it just right. sadness? Right. Like, how is it different? From from those, or is there a difference uh, when we talk about lament and we and we bring in those elements? Right. In one sense, it is anger and it mm -hmm. is sadness, and it's a place for the anger that we are carrying in South Africa. I think just we are there's so much anger, there's so much there's so much that's gone wrong in the past that's happened to our parents and our parents before them. Particularly, I'm thinking of black Christians. And I just want to keep it in the church here for a bit, and that that anger, that injustice, and we know. You know, our theology says we're one in Christ. Our theology says we must yeah. forgive. But what do we do with this? What do we do with this pain that not only me, but my family and my generational, we've been carrying. Yeah. And so I think lament is anger. It is, it is pain. It is sadness. It is just an emotive response in many ways. Mm -hmm. And so it's raw. And it, in one sense, we must be careful of trying to control it and say okay you can feel pain like this in wow. this way that, that, in that, that, that which i think we've that, done yes that, 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 yes, yes yes you know yes. like okay yeah. you can have yeah. your pain now yeah. now you need to have a now here's the bible study yes. now you need to forgive we're yeah. like whoa yeah. we don't work like that yeah. and i think as a result we we haven't studied scripture where there's lament and this crying out to god all over the place yeah. um so i think yes it is anger yes it yeah. is sadness but it's, it's not just crying into an abyss like just shouting and angry and wild, yeah. uncontrolled. It's it's directed towards God. Wow. So I think I think that's that's yeah. a big difference uh, with lament. Certainly Christian lament, lament is directed towards God. It has a focus. That's powerful, and that's exactly I think where we need to go. Um, right. When we when we talk about lament, uh, is there a difference between how uh, what is biblical lament and what is worldly lament? And I think that's a that's a brilliant uh, um, uh, way to. To summarize and think of it is that uh, the, the the person 
towards whom we're looking at, right. whom we know is, is sovereign, whom we know is personal, right. who we know that we can actually go to with, right. with our lament right. um, and actually has the answers. Right. Now, there's people who, who may have an answer, may right. have an, a response, and, and all people have all kinds of responses. Right, right. And we certainly saw that with what has been happening with Uyanene. Right, and all, I was thinking and about every, that myself. And, everybody, yeah. and everything that's been happening in the country, I mean the level of, of brokenness that right. we've seen over the last two months has just been, we literally did not have words. And mm. I think part of the problem is when we, when we do not sit long enough yes. lamenting, we right. don't actually have the, the right answer because we're not broken enough. Right. In many ways, we don't, we don't feel the sense of something is so deeply wrong. And could it be that I have, we, we don't process all yeah, of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Could it be that I have something to contribute, could right. it be that some that I have have played a part in perpetuating this? Right. Is, is is there all of those questions right. we failed to and we skip over them because mm. we're not sitting enough in right. or long enough in the lament? Yeah, we 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 we, we in a rush. We in a rush, and I want to stress this. I think as an evangelical, mm. we we believe in good theology. We believe in teaching the Bible, but we want to rush to our sermons. And I don't mean necessarily what the pastor gives. Yeah. I mean, you know, our quick, our easy answers. Responses, yeah. And sometimes we need to just sit in that pain. We need to acknowledge it. And mm. just when you're saying it, we sit in it so long, in one sense that we realize only God can fix this. Yes. It's like, particularly, I mean, particularly that, when we think about deep that, issues of injustice. That is powerful. Deep, you know, the that deeper the injustice, the yeah. more we sit there and we say, I don't, I'm actually feeling so profoundly helpless because I don't have yeah, answers. Yeah. Now you're starting to get it. Only God can yeah. fix this. Yeah. So actually that strengthens our crying out oh. to God. Yeah. And we, we and lament almost goes up a level, wow. but suddenly it's, it, because it's directed to God, it's lament that can mm. start. And I, I, again, I want to just be so careful of moving to pat answers, but it starts to move towards hope. Yeah. Maybe there's a scripture read. Yeah. Maybe there's just something. We don't rush the process, but once we realize only God, yeah, only Him. I mean, really, who, how, doesn't care how good our political programs, our social programs, our economic programs, and we need to work at that. Yeah. The mess that apartheid and colonialism and, just, and other sin yeah. has created is not going to be fixed by one political program. Only and God. And in His project of renewal and, 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 and transformation, not right. only of the human heart, but... The, 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 the consequence of how the gospel flows out of, out yes. of all of that. The wow. heart that is broken by a, by, by a world that is broken. That is broken that, that's, that because it, it understands that God is broken because of the brokenness. Right. And he's like, I don't want this. Hence, I'm sending my son, <laughs> yeah. not just to fix you, but to fix all things. Right. And I want to call you, in a sense, in this, this, right. into this, this right. renewed community and, yeah. and relationship with myself yeah. so that you can affect and bring about the change, the renewed yeah. change that is that is from me, that is in me, yeah. that is that is in my son Jesus, right. his, his gospel, and by the Holy absolutely, Spirit. Yeah, yeah. that's that's powerful. Yeah. Um, Sun Chan Ra um, writes, and this is from an American context, right. that the church avoids lament. Right. In particular, he points to our worship songs, and our stories, and in, in many ways, our testimonies, mm. or being primarily focused on joy. Mm. Celebration and victory. Now, John, do you think that this is true um, of the South African church as well? Mm. And why? And why? Why do you think we 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 avoid lament yeah. in the South African context in the church? Yeah. Look, 
I mean, I know what you feel. I couldn't speak for every aspect of the South African church. Yeah. But certainly my experience, I think mm. this is largely true. This is largely true. As I, So, I mean, mm. I remember reading and coming, coming to grips with this concept of lament through reading Sung Chan Ra's book, Prophetic Lament, which if you haven't read it, I want to highly, highly recommend it. Mm. And just trying to throw my mind back and say, I've been in the church a while now. I'm not a young man anymore. Yeah. And I became a Christian when I was a young man. So I, and I've been through a number of different expressions yeah. of church. I'm trying to think of one, one moment of lament where we had a service where we said this, this country is broken. Our lives are broken. What, whatever. There's a particular situation. And we, we just maybe sang or read scriptures and just allowed people to pray or to process yeah. that emotion, or to express that emotion, whether there was anger, whether there was sadness, whether mm. there was tears. And I'm just going, I can't think of a single, single moment. I can't even think I've heard much teaching on lament. We have a number of examples of it throughout Scripture. Jesus yeah. himself laments. I mean, we have an entire book, book called, called Lamentations. Lamentations. And then I was trying to think about how has that been taught? And I was like, the way we teach lamentations is that they were lamenting over Jerusalem, but we know Jesus is coming, so we, we just we run to that so yeah. quickly. And we don't sit and go, wait, is it possible that some of what the Israelites are experiencing in Jerusalem, some of what's going on in the hmm. Psalms is, is still true today because we live in the now and the not yet. Yeah. And so we still hmm. live in this brokenness. And so, yes, I do think that we've forgotten how to lament. And in a country like South Africa, where the church has been complicit in so much injustice. Wow. So yeah. that's incredible amount of pain, incredible amount of repentance and shame. And we, we, we have all this. What are we doing with that emotion? What are we doing with that pain? What are we doing with, with that shame? I mean, I can give you the theological answers. I'm sure most of our, our listeners can give us the yeah. theological yeah. answers. They've yeah. heard sermons. Yeah. But we're still carrying that, aren't we? Deep down, we're carrying that pain. We're carrying that shame. Is it true of, of the church that we that we looking for this? This we, we we are too quick to look at joy. We are too quick to look at you know this this triumph at the cross, right? And actually not see what the cross in terms of lamenting represent. Right. And that right. there were people at the cross lamenting, and there right. was brokenness, and 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 in that, of course, we we have victory in that. right, right. And there is rejoicing, but there's a moment in which the 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 universe stands still. Right. God it's is darkness. On. Darkness yeah. is like stop everyone. Yeah. Darkness is yeah. befalls the, the the entire Jerusalem, and everybody is asking this question: What on earth is going on? Right. And one man points out: That's the Son of God. Right. So that's on. That's that's the Son of God. Sure. In the that's midst of the, all. In the that, midst yeah. of all of that, and mm. that should pause us. Right. Uh, but but for me, so 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 in my church tradition, um, so I have, I've 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 grown up in the Catholic Church. Um, I've, I've, I've been spoken, converted. Actually, the Lord used um, Pentecostal brothers coming along my way. Amen. Then I was, then I was um, in the charismatic church, um, taken there, and then out of that got introduced to Reformed theology, right. uh, mixed masala. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, I've, what I have appreciated many times in the, in the, in the, in the charismatic church that I was in and the charismatic right. that I've, the churches that I've been in is that I have actually witnessed that lament. Wow. I have seen the brokenness of people pouring themselves out mm. and just praying and just weeping. Mm. Um, and, and, and I think part of that also has to do with the context in which the church was right. situated. Right, and that's a good question, yeah. 
and and because it was in Elsie's River mm. and all the the shootings, the killings, the, right. the, the there's there's parents who Christian parents who come testified about. I, I stood over my son's bed thinking sure. because they were on they using drugs and right, and, right. and I thought to myself I want this to stop and I, and I thought about unthinkable thoughts right I had. and these were Christian parents and then coming to church and then right. pouring their hearts out and there was a space for that for right. that to happen pouring their hearts out and 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 weeping and asking for a for a deliverer but I've also seen within the same church, and in particular also black Christians, mm. when it comes to the South African context, right. that there is a slowness right. also in many ways outside of a formal church context. Right. We don't want to talk about our past because it's so painful. Right. right. We don't want to sit in that lament because we don't, we don't want to sit in that because there's so much pain. Right. There's so much hurt. There's so much anguish. And that we are so afraid will turn into mm. anger. That we don't is, know what to do with it. We don't know what to do yes, with that anger. Good. And and so mm. and we and so our sermons don't deal with that as well. Right. And we, we right. only know how to deal with it in terms of no not repentance, faith and Jesus. Right. There there's 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 like no Jesus, triumph, triumph. Remember triumph. You yeah. need to be delivered. And in Jesus you have that. But but when I look at my life, I don't I don't experience that emotionally. I'm still mm. in the Cape Flats. I'm still yeah. in this the shack and, mm. and, and, and and there's just a lot of things and that, that's going on in my mind, mm. in my heart, and I'm trying to reconcile all of that with my Christian faith. Mm. And hence many, many young people. Right. Especially on a university campus that exactly. I've seen are, are, drive, are driven away from right. from Christianity, driven away from because they, they, my mom is saying that this is the answer, but I'm not seeing the answer and I'm not experiencing yeah. the answer. Um, my question though is, have you seen that at an individual level, which obviously we've, people have done, but ha have we actually as a church done that? So have our pastors been training and equipping and shaping us in teaching us how to lament, to lament. Yeah. or is it just mm. something that it just gets too much and it overwhelms, which is part of lament. So it's the difference between there being just this human made in the image of God yeah. reaction to response. being a, also a theological forming of that. And again, I don't want to take yes, it yes, to, yes. to, to books and, and the rational yeah, yeah. knowledge, but like saying, how do we shape our lament? Do we have a place in a service where we say, guys, we, we're not having a sermon today. We're going to be doing readings. We're going to be doing songs. We're going to yeah. just, and this is, this is a place to, to cry out. And I don't know if that's even appropriate, yeah. but mm. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like, have you seen mm. like pastors helping to sh shape this process of lament? Because like you just said, we are carrying it. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So I, I, I haven't seen it in that sense, in right. that way. Um, I have seen it probably more where, where it happens spontaneously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I do want to, and this is the charismatic coming out of sure. me, where the spirit leads. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a, there's a real lament. Happening. Yes, yes, no, and I agree pe with you. People are sitting and they're like, I actually don't know what to do. I, yeah. I actually don't know how, how to get out of this because when I leave church, I'm going back to that house. Right. Um, and my, 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 my husband is not in the faith. Right. Uh, he, he, I'm going through a lot of things there. Right. Uh, my kids are not where they should be, and, and, and there's, there's a lot of right. things pulling them. And it's just, I, I don't know. Right. I, I do not know. Um, right. And so many times it happens actually spontaneous as a consequence of either scripture reading, as a consequence of worship, yes. song, sure. um, uh, as a consequence of that. Mm. More, more of a, and, and I know you've been, we've been guarding against this, but an intelligent lament. Right. In terms of a theology that has come, because our pastors are trained 
to 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 lead worship yes, to, to lead, lead service like word, yeah. in in that yeah, sense yeah, yeah. where it's where it's intelligent in terms of there's a theology of it right. looking at the psalms in terms of there's a space for us to sit in this right. although like in the rivers of, of what is it babylon, babylon yeah, yeah. we sit here yeah. and we weep for our children were dashed to pieces against exactly. the rock sitting in that right and then coming out of that but the lord is 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 my strength right. but 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 allowing that space to happen right. i don't think there's there's a i haven't seen maybe you listeners you have seen that in your church maybe there's space for that in your church yeah we'd love to hear um th- at the heart of it is that in the church in south africa how much it happens especially also if we are materially privileged in many ways right yes oh that i agree with. yeah and 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 where and where it's it's we are materially poor where it it doesn't happen in a way where we actually create space for it, mm. where it is it is directed towards god it's directed towards the hope right, in jesus right. it's directed to the new heavens and new earth sort of hope we have in right. jesus and the immediate being in the body the church taking care of one another right. sort of space instead of the spontaneous i can't take it anymore right right creating space where that can yeah. happen but in a way where there's in a, in a sense i want to say there's there's shape to the lament mm. there's there's a space for lament there's a place for that 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 empowers and uplifts rather than just this open ended lament that there's no yeah that, what happens because then you lament you cry out then you go home yeah Whereas how do we how do we as a church shape it not control, control it, it. Yeah. not try to rationalize it away yeah. but like shape it and yeah. i even as i'm saying this i realize i haven't seen this well yeah. like a handful of cases yeah. and i'm going what does that look like How do I mean you and I have both been trained theologically and yet I don't know if lament helping people to lament helping people to call <laughs> no out to way, God, yeah. how do people yeah. deal with the pain and the shame yeah. beyond bible verses which again I mean mm. we uh, we we're bible guys we we stand on scripture yeah. we believe in the power but like how do we take and appropriate that truth when we're carrying so much pain yeah. what do we do with the pain where do we take it yeah. we have mm. to take it to the cross don't we yeah we do. how do we do that yeah Do you think that the church have has a vested interest in many ways to avoid lament? I can think for myself and I can think also if if you definitely have a triumphant cross right. theology, I'm not the tail, I'm the head or maybe it's the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that looks like. Right. Um we we I think there's at times we we do have a vested interest mm. in avoiding lament for whatever reason. I think it looks different in different communities. Mhm. So I I think for for some of us I mean and you hinted at this earlier yeah. for some communities it's so it's just too painful. It's just too painful. What what are we going to crack open? Um and I think as a church leader if you haven't been equipped to provide help spaces for lament that don't need to be controlled that you don't have to be in charge. If you open up lament what are you going to crack open? Like what are the years and years of pain? Of which, what do you and, and I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to control this. But it's okay. God is here. God's spirit is here. How do we love people? How do we walk with people? Mm-hmm. So I think in one sense, for some church leaders in communities who have known a lot of pain, it's how do I control this? How do I lead this? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been given the tools. I think in communities that have been perpetrators of pain, sure, and they continue to. not recognize the situations and i mean we're talking probably about predominantly mm-hmm. white or even multicultural churches yeah. that have predominantly white there are spaces of whiteness i mean yeah. 
The problem is lament calls out for deliverance. Yeah. It calls out and says, things are not right. Yeah. The current situation is not right. Yeah. It is not right the children get shot in the street. Yeah. It is not right that, that, that some have and others don't. It's not right that people are throwing away food when other people don't have food. Yeah. Like, it's not right. You're crying yeah. out. It recognizes both mm. past injustice and existing and injustice. Yes. And that lament does that. If you're going to start crying out, you're going to start crying out about the pain you're feeling. And if you are a perpetrator of pain, that's a very scary place to me because it means the lament is turned on you. It means it's calling out against things that you need to do something about. Yeah. Uh, critique, lament is a form of critique. I mean, we don't yeah. think about it. It critiques. It says things aren't right. It's an act of protest against power. Mm. Like we may not be able to do much against this power. We may not be able to change things. But, but we're lamenting because we know it's not right. And so I think there's a vested interest there. To do that is to recognize that things aren't right. It's to recognize that things ought to change. It re it's perhaps even to recognize that we're part of this. And if lament includes repentance, there's an aspect of our shame being taken to the cross, yeah. particularly for white people. That's an acknowledgement that we have not yet dealt with it, yeah. that we haven't just moved on. Yeah. Even if we've said words of repentance, even if we changed, even if we woke, <laughs> we're still maybe carrying that shame. Yeah. We still know there are things that are not right. How, what do we do with that? So mm -hmm. I think there is a vested interest. Not it's not, not all malicious, like there's a Illuminati somewhere. It's <laughs> yeah. a it's an emotional, internal kind of thing that it's going to cost us to pursue lament. It's going to cost us to lament, yeah. and we may we haven't even articulated, and that cost is too high for some of us. Yeah. It's too high. Well, the question is, how high is the cost without lament? To take that pain, to take that shame to Jesus. I, I mean, I, I love this. I love this um, quote by Emmanuel Katangole. He writes, "Lament is the cry of those who see mm. the truth of the world's deep wounds Amen. and the cost of seeking peace. It is the prayer of those who are deeply disturbed by the way things are. Mm. The journey of reconciliation is grounded in the practice of lament." Now, here's the question: How how significant is this for South Africa today? I want to hear your thoughts on this, but uh, you've asked me, so let me just say it. I think it's crucial. I think one of the reasons we're stuck in the reconciliation thing yeah. is because we have not, we do not know how to lament. We've got all the theology. We've got it lined up. We're one in Christ. You know, Christ has forgiven me. I should forgive others. Um, we should repent. We know all that. We're trying to do that. We're trying to find one another. Yeah. But yet, I think white Christians, and it's probably not even acknowledged, white Christians carry an immense amount of shame. It's a shameful thing to be white. I mean, certainly that's what we believe. And we may not even say that. We may not even say it to your face. But I, just as I, as I meet and I talk with people, we're, we're carrying the shame. We don't know what to do with it. We know what we've done. If we're honest, we know what we've done. We know what our parents have done. But we don't know how to fix it. Mm. And we carry the shame. We carry this guilt. And we don't even feel like we can feel it. Yeah. And we should feel it. We should just be moving on and getting over it. But what do we do? And black people, all oh, the pain, the incredible pain yeah. that has been carried. And they know they're supposed to forgive. They know they're supposed to move. But what do you do with it? Yeah. Well, what if that shame and that pain come together and find a place to meet at the foot of the cross? Yeah. Where all that shame, where all that pain is poured out somewhere. It is poured out somewhere at the cross. Yeah. And not in simple, like, three-point sermons. Not in control ways. Just maybe in just anger being... God, how could you let this happen? Just in pain, what have we done, Senzani, now? Perpetrators asking, what have we done? 
victims of schemes. What, what have we done to deserve this? And so I wonder, like, if we learn, if we learn to lament, can we somehow find ourselves in that lament, in that lament that meets at the foot of the cross? For me, it it, it comes down to this. I was I was joking as I was watch, watching the box, uh, you know, win um, our last match, our, our semi-final match. Uh, Heading into the finals, right? I don't know if this podcast is going to come out and we will know the actual outcomes if we're going to win or not. But I joked sitting there saying, "Ah, oh, the box have to win because this will solve apartheid again." And I was thinking about how, when we think about the solution that we that we come up with, the truth and reconciliation, right? Um, there was a lot of truth telling. There was then reconciliation, but on a on a on a day to day level, we see how a lot of that has actually not happened. Practically, part of that is yes. There's the justice element. There's truth, recon- there's truth, justice, and reconciliation. Right. We told the truth. Now, what are we doing about the truth right. so that we can be reconciled? There's right. the justice element. Mm-hmm. But I think an, a, a fourth element is lament. Right. Is that it's yes. We told the truth. Now, can we sit with the truth? Exactly. Can we lament about the right. truth? Then seek to do what is necessary on it in order to correct what is right. what has happened. Right. But if we sit long enough in that, we will know exactly what. A kind of response we need to to, to have yeah. a justice kind of or spirituality a of response. Yes, a spirituality of response. Yeah. And then out of that we'll have reconciliation. Yeah. And I think for the South African context, for that to happen, it has happened on a national scale. And I think all four of those elements needs to happen as we seek to forge relationships with one another. Right. That when that happens and when we have serious conversation, right. we have serious relationship that we start to tell our whole stories. Who am I? Right. What is my history? What is my right. past? And we start telling that and then we lament together right. about both our past, black and white. Right. And then we say, in terms of us, how do we, you and me, John, how do we love right. one another? What needs to happen now? Now right. let's talk right. about righteousness. Let's right. talk about the cross. Let's talk about right. what that means. What does it look like? And then let's mm. see, let's then see this is why we have this reconciliation in mm, Jesus that mm. we can treasure. Now it's difficult if you don't have Jesus. Sure, I, that's yeah, where that lam- that's where that lament is open ended, right. and it never ends. Well, there's no cross. There's in which no to cross pour it out it, on because the cross the says cross. it. I deal with it. Right. <laughs> I absorb it. I take it, and right. I'm telling you right. that I have an answer to it—a full, complete, holistic, right. comprehensive answer right. to the problems right. of the world, to your right. problems, right. to your broken relationship right. With, right. With, with the world, with creation, with your. Mm, mm. Um, so for me, I think that's at, at the heart of it. That's where this journey of reconciliation being grounded in the practice of lament should mm. be in the South African right, context. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not convinced we're going to have reconciliation mm. without lament. Sure. I think lament, lament changes how we do reconciliation. If we're just trying to fix the right answers, if we're just trying to fix our theology, all of which are good, but there actually needs to be a recognition of our brokenness how we have broken one another and we've been broken by one another and that i think fosters a spirituality and that's going to take time and we're already way behind the clock here that time to say okay we, we've broken now how do we move forward and then you move forward differently don't you hmm. out of a lament when you're talking about let's get controversial we're talking about land from a position of lament sure. from mutual lament how are you going to respond to that? Hmm. It's going to be different when you're coming out of lament, when you're changed spiritually, 
that is a conversation I, I think the church in our theology have not mm. thought deeply enough yes. about. We speak of it in mm-hmm. triumph at the cross and not lament at the cross. And then we dismiss the land because we'll get the land right. in the new heavens and the new earth. Right. But I'm not reconciled with you in the way that I think right. Jesus needs and wants right. me to. And it's like, yeah, but it's your problem then. You have my land. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah. you have the land and you're the minority. And it's, and it's uncomfortable conversations. And it's, and That's it's, and putting it's, it lightly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to yeah. have these conversations. But I think part of this lamenting is, is reparations. My brother is broken. Right. And I can see why he's broken. It's, right. it's tangible. It's real. Right. I can see it. Can we speak about that? Mm-hmm. So I, I think we, if we start the conversation with reparations or, or restitution, we may get justice, justice. Yeah. but we will not get reconciliation. In fact, we may become less reconciled. Because now there are new things to make us angry with each other, whether that's justified or not. If you start with with restitution, you may get justice, but I don't think we'll ever get reconciliation. And the biblical goal is reconciliation, mm. which includes restitution. We're not yeah. we're not gonna skip that. Okay. <laughs> it includes that. Yeah. yeah. But the way we start is we start with this lamentation, the sitting with the pain. Yeah. Because then when we start to talk about restitution out of a spirituality of of, of lament, of pain, of humility, of crying out to God. It, we're going to have different conversations. conversations yeah. we, we have to. What would corporate lament then? Because mm. this we're talking now about, it's not right. just me and my pain. It's, it's, it's ours. It's South Africa. Right. It's us. It's the church together. Right. What would corporate lament focus on, um, on issues of, of, of justice, uh, racism, and a cry for, for reconciliation and, and, and uh, restoration look like in the South African yeah, Whew. I mean, I don't have all the answers. Uh, I don't know if I have any of the answers. Again, I just, I realize how much I'm on a journey. Yeah. But as I just figure it out, I think it's creating spaces where we're not trying to control, mm-hmm. where we're not trying to theologize away. And we're both, we both have theology degrees. We're both theology geeks, okay? So yeah. we love theology. And I think part of that is inviting Creativity. I mean, we had Lux on the last podcast. We're inviting the creatives in, yeah. uh, having poetry, and there's biblical poetry as well. Mm. So reading biblical poems of lament, uh, you, reading, having people share. Uh, I don't want to say share their story because sometimes that becomes like okay, we're trying to understand, but just like a poem, a song, yeah. um, just things that speak to our emotions that allow us to feel, give us permission to feel. In the evangelical church, we often don't have permission to feel. And when we do, the permission is joy and celebration often. Unless it, unless it comes out in this, this upwelling of just, um, you know. Um, but it provides places where it's okay. We can feel. We can shout. You can be angry, really, really angry. Sit in the corner and cry. And then find ways within that space to direct. Just slowly, gently. Maybe just a psalm. Yeah. Maybe just read Revelation 22. There is a day that is coming. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's all we do. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to sermonize yeah. it. Next week you can come and have a sermon. And, and I like what you said. Find ways to sit in that pain. Yeah. I think that's so weird. I know even just thinking about all the outcry around gender-based violence has been happening in our country. We have lots of memorials, lots of laments. But we have moved on, haven't we? Yeah. But have things changed? And sometimes I wonder if we don't need to be sitting with this longer 
Do we need to say, like, you know, we're not having a new sermon. What are we doing this week, Pastor? We're going to be lamenting again because our hearts are still not moved. I think it's creating services, maybe special services, places where, the, where we speak to emotions, arts, creativity, reading, finding ways to direct that. I don't even know if that's an answer. I think it's just more thoughts and hints I'm throwing out. Yeah. I don't know. You're smarter than me. What's it, What's it, Yeah, I, I think it's it's just the slowing down. It's as you said. Yeah. It's a slowing down. It, it comes down to those two responses. It's a slowing down because that's mm. what lament does. Yeah. I remember when, when my dad uh, passed away a couple of months mm. ago. Uh, I had sermons lined right. up. I had I had to preach. I had I had prepared things. Right. I had plans for that June holiday. I right. I thought I had a lot of things lined up. My world stopped. Yeah, my world stopped, and I had I had to lament. Yeah, I, I had to I had to sit in 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 that space of I lost my dad. Yeah, there's no other way to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's the slowing down, and and you only know it once once it happens. Right. And 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 it's because we are our proximity to these things. Mm. We are so divorced from it. Right. We are able to move on so quickly. Exactly. And that's part of the problem. Mm. And so, but as I sat there, um, and as we sat there as a family, listening to other people coming in and speaking, I I I could not help but to, again, point my, my lament to the one true God, right. Savior, who has an answer. Right. Those people came in there with all kinds of answers, right? Um, and and I think those two, those two together, right? I think is a, is, is the appropriate answer mm. and response. It's mm. the it's the whole it's the slowing down, and then it's the taking of that mm. and directing it to, mm. to Jesus. Because here's what's going to happen: you're going to direct it towards a person, right? And you're going to be angry. Yeah, and you're going to try to take it out on that person, right? And 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 vengeance is going to take place, right? Well, however, whatever that looks like. You stand in so much more danger mm. of, of actually twisting or redirecting God's right. justice right? in terms of Jesus coming back, mm. repaying, because vengeance belongs to him, right. repaying everyone for their unrighteousness right. and in, in justice against, against the righteous. But then there's also, uh, in that, you actually don't have an opportunity to give biblical justice in terms of saying what is wrong is wrong you need to to, to do right and then in the other hand it's also saying but in the gospel how do i draw this person back to god right in repentance so that they can lament over their sin so that they can be in relationship with right. god and so that our city can flourish our neighborhoods can mm. flourish and everybody come together yeah. you must you see you you do not afford yourself and that other person that opportunity right. when you do not direct your your laments to god sure. but when you direct your laments to them then mm. you are the one who's going to exercise your justice because right. right. you are angry you are frustrated mm. and you know who's done it to you sure. i'm going to i'm going to take it take yeah. it out on you just as you're talking i was just thinking about you saying i had to stop and i was just thinking how often People in communities, particularly poorer communities, marginalized communities who are just trying to survive, sometimes we don't even have that ability to stop because stopping means I won't survive. And so we continue in that trauma and we continue in that trauma. We don't have space to lament. Wow. It's that continuous trauma of a Manenberg, of a Bonteville, yeah. of, a, of a Joe Slovo. It's like, where, where is the space? Hmm. And yet when we come to church, can there be a space yeah. where people can actually say, every day, this is not a once-off, every day, I come, I cry out, Jesus, how? 
and, and we find spaces for people to lament that personal, that community tragedy that's rooted in South African history and dynamics. And so it's that ongoing trauma. Like we sometimes who have a little bit of approach can step out and find that space to lament and to mourn. How do we, what do we do when it's a whole community mm. faced with trauma every day? Wow. How do we do? Wow. Mm. How do we advance the church there if we don't have a good theology of lament? How do we take them to the cross except through triumphalistic or superficial ways of understanding one day? Mm. Yeah. But today, nothing. Yeah, there's, a, there's a massive disillusionment with the church because of particularly young black adults, mm. South Africans, them seeing that I don't think the church is broken enough. Yeah. So we're going to take this upon ourselves. Mm. We're going to look for an alternative. How do, how do, we, how do we navigate mm. as a church theologically, uh, practically, uh, with the lament of theology? Sure. How do we navigate ourselves? The young people, young black people in this country are calling the church to an honesty. An honesty of saying this triumphalism, this pretending things don't happen. This pretending that everything's just going to be all right if we sing a, a part quirkies or whatnot. Yeah. It's not actually going to, it's not going to solve. We are so broken. This community is the same as it was. We're feeling this pain. Yeah. We, and, and now we go to university and we see that's not the same for every community. Yeah. And they claim to be Christians and we claim to be Christians. And then we just sing some songs and we're happy and we think it's going to be okay. Mm. Like if that's all Jesus has got to offer, whereas actually I wonder if we were a church that was deeply feeling and seeing the brokenness and lamenting about the brokenness that changes it it's, young people say no the church sees hmm. jesus sees and and hopefully that of course leads to action but at the very least you're going the church is not playing games here what my real lived experience is can just be hoped or wished or faithed away yeah it can't be it is still the same yeah. i i need a place to, to pour out that brokenness to, to acknowledge that. I see that in the church. I see that in Jesus. There's, there's a hope there. And then we can start to say, this is not the end of the story. This Jesus who, who hears your pain, who sees your pain, who knows your pain, mm. he also has done something about your pain. And he is doing and will do something. From, from my side, the passage is not coming to my mind when Jesus is being pursued and persecuted as, as, as a young young baby, but his mom and dad flees because mm. their life is in danger. And right. as a consequence, uh, lots of babies are being killed. Right. Young um, boy babies. Yeah. Young boy babies is being mm. killed from the age of two and, mm. and further down. Right. And the scriptures just says these words in Matthew 2, mm. verse 17 to 18. Then it was said through the prophet Jeremiah, then it, what was said was, is, was fulfilled. The voice, a voice is heard in Ramah, oh. weeping, and a great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children right. and refusing to be comforted. Mm. That, 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 that just, just sure. Rachel refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Mm. And I think that is an appropriate biblical response. Right. Um, sometimes we need to be broken. Um, we, we need to be desperately longing for, for something. We are, we are hoping for something to come, something right. better, something right. something greater to come because it doesn't seem to, because as, as a parent, losing a child, that's sure. not, it's not today you lose a child. You, you no. sit with that, that thing for the rest of yeah. your life. Yeah. You take that loss mm. to the grave. I'm sure. You take that loss to the grave. Mm. And so she refuses to be comforted. Mm. And I think in South Africa, we need, we need to have a theology of that 
that allow us to to say that, but at the same time direct ourselves to the child who who actually sure. who actually comes and says, I, I have something to offer. I can I, I identify with you. I know this because I was I was there, my mom and dad, but I actually do go to the cross. That for us as Christians ought to be a response. Um, looking mm. to Jesus, uh, understanding our feelings, our com- our, our, our our laments, and redirecting all of those things to Jesus. Mm, mm. That's a point of reference for me. Amen. Um, uh, we're about to sign out, guys. You can follow us at Twitter at Yellamensa. I want to repeat that. Please follow us on Twitter at Yellamensa, yep. and don't to for, don't forget uh, that Yellamensa is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify, wherever. <laughs> you're listening to to podcast you can check us out there go give us your ratings uh, and a and a review on either one of those yeah. platforms get on social media and give us your likes this audio was produced by exilic music props to our guys at exilic music you can find them at www.exilic.co.za we out all right we got work to do